Hi there, Nancy here, and welcome back to another episode of Entrepreneur Rescue Mission. So this week, we're going to delve into a really common challenge, especially now, that is faced by tons of entrepreneurs and business owners alike. And what that is, is something called shiny object syndrome. And today we're really going to delve in deeper as it relates to the new programs and different softwares, all kinds of things that are out there uh, that are really making it confusing and difficult and making us second guess our choices and the programs that we're using um, because, you know, we're curious to see what's going on there. And there's a lot that's popping up here and there. So the purpose of this episode is actually to help you uh, prevent this shiny object syndrome, help you stay on your course, but also help you make better decisions whenever it comes to actually switching software or changing a program. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is because, and <clears throat> I'm a little nasally because I'm a little. I have a little bit of a cold, so I apologize if I'm coughing a little bit. Um, but I really wanted to dive into this topic because, uh, again, we're getting slammed by so much out there right now, right? With all the um, technology booms and advances with AI, we've got new softwares and new programs coming out every single day. So I wanted to share my process of how I really vet out a software because if I'm going to change what I'm doing, okay, it's not just because uh, a couple people over here said, oh, you should use this program. It's so much better than what you're using. Well, I'm not going to change what I'm currently using if it's working um, unless it is maybe much easier to use. Maybe it's answering problems that I currently have with my own programs. Uh, maybe it's uh, more affordable, right? Maybe the cost is a lot uh, cheaper and it still answers all the things that I need answered. Or maybe my current software needs an update or it is missing something, okay? So those are kind of my rule of thumb uh, whenever it comes to kind of, you know, really making that choice, right? Again, so that's ease of use, answering problems that I have, maybe the cost is more effective, uh, and then also my current software maybe needs an update or something. So I'm going to go through my normal process, and this really came about because I actually had a couple people reach out in the last month about some really neat products and programs. And I'm just going to give you an example of one. I'm not going to tell you what it is because we ultimately decided not to go with it, but I want to kind of talk you through my thought process there. So this particular client said, hey, you know, you should check this out. It's super affordable. It's a one-time payment and it's really an all-in-one. So it sounds like it would do um, all in one, all the things that this current one program that we're using uh, can do. And then obviously it would just be a one-time payment. So my process, whenever I really kind of went into this research mode, um, I wrote it down because this is what I normally do uh, whenever I go into this research mode. I, I kind of have a flow where I filter uh, this software through it, and then I ultimately make a decision at the end. So I actually jotted down this whole checklist. In fact, I even created a, a checklist for you guys. Uh, so you're going to be able to click the link in the description I, to download the software decision checklist. So that'll be there as well with my flow, but also with some determining factors and things to kind of think about beforehand. But the way that I go through things is number one. So with this particular software, right, 
you know, okay, it was brought to my attention. It was super affordable, right? A one-time permanent payment. You know, you never have to pay again and it has all the things. So I immediately, number one, went to Google, okay? I Googled it. I looked at a few posts. I checked out some reviews that came up. Uh, I checked out the website. Does the website look legit and professional? So when I went to the website for this particular product, it looked okay. Um, you know, I just it didn't look like amazing. It didn't look like a you know a super professional site. It looked something like someone had put it together. So I'm thinking immediately, okay, is this a white labeled software? Is this something that someone else uh, you know is obviously marketing? Uh, something of that nature, right? So number two, I go to YouTube. Right. So usually whenever I do a Google search, a lot of times the YouTube videos will pop up. But um, sometimes I just go straight to YouTube. I look for YouTube. Um, I look for reviews on the particular software, uh, tutorials on how to use it. I, I check to see if there's a lot of information available. If there's not a lot of information available, uh, that's going to be harder for me sometimes, right, to like actually learn about the program or to see what's going on. And if not a lot of people are talking about it, um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a deal breaker, but I really like to see a lot of the experts already kind of going through it and giving their two cents um, because it really helps me with that decision-making process. Number three, um, I actually go to Facebook and I see if they have a Facebook business page. Uh, and then the other thing I look to see if they have a Facebook group. Um, but I look at the certain things that are being posted. You know, are there reviews on the Facebook business page, for example? Uh, whenever I look in the Facebook group for the software, is there a big community? Meaning, do I feel supported? Do I feel like I can reach out to people and have my questions answered? Um, is there a community of people um, <clears throat> that are out there that are kind of given the latest and the greatest and keeping everybody up to date? You know, example of this uh, is Go High Level. So Go High Level is a program it's an all-in-one that a lot of people are white labeling, which just for anyone out there who doesn't know what white labeling means, it means basically um, buying the rights or having the rights to market um, that uh, SaaS program, right? That software uh, program uh, as their own, right? They can brand it. They can create their own um, help resources, their own tutorial, their own help desk, their own custom customer service, which is really awesome, right? Because you can get such a different experience with all the different companies, but you really want to obviously uh, purchase the software from someone who has really got their act together and, you know, is doing all the things within that, um, <clears throat> you know, the platform to really help you out. So I joined that Facebook group. I check it out. Uh, the Go High Level Facebook group, for example, I'm not even in Go High Level or I don't use Go High Level currently, but it's been something I've been looking at for a while um, as a potential solution for some things. And that Facebook group is amazing. So even though I don't have the platform, uh, it's a great place to go to find the latest on a lot of different things. You know, I get to hear and I get to see people's experiences. I get to see shout outs like, hey, oh my God, I just set this up. It's working so well. Uh, you know, here's some free tips. So it's a really place, good, great place to go, uh, and it's very engaging. So again, I want to check and I want to make sure that the other programs that I'm looking into also have that support in that community as well. Uh, the next thing that I usually go through is, does it solve the problem you're looking to solve? Okay, so this particular program, for example, I went through and I was looking at all the different features that it offered. 
it didn't have the automation, right? It was missing a couple of the features, right, that I was looking for. So it was missing this big chunk that was very important to me. Um, and I think also it did not have a, uh, a mobile app. It did not have a phone app, which was very important to me. The next step I go through, is it vetted? Is it safe? Is it secure? Okay. So um, is there a lower risk to switch, right? Am I going to lose any data? Um, is my email deliverability going to be a lot lower? Like I actually looked at a couple of these softwares and people had mentioned, you know, my deliverability went down significantly. Um, you know, this company was another company. It looks like they shut down. Uh, lots of risk here. So again, I'm looking for that kind of information because I don't want to switch my amazing business over to a program um, that is not safe or is not secure. And there is a high risk to switch things over, right? You want to save your money and your time. Um, so you do not want to have to, you know, move and switch and swap back and forth and potentially lose data. Uh, the next thing I look through, is it easy to use? Okay, I can't tell you how many um, project management tools, for example, I have gone through. Um, really deciding which ones are great to use, are uh, cost effective, uh, but also easy to use. That's why I always, whenever it comes to project management, I always always come back to Trello. And the reason why I do is because it's so easy for clients and customers and leads and members of our programs to use, right? It's the easiest one to explain. Um, there's not tons of bells and whistles, uh, you know, compared to other programs. Uh, and the learning curve is a lot shorter. So even though it might not be the best project management tool ever, um, especially if you're running a larger team, it's going to be amazing because it's very easy to use and it's super uh, obviously user-friendly all around. Now, the next thing that I go through when determining if the software is worth switching, you know, is how is the customer support? Uh, is there support to help you get set up? So I... I'm just going to use an example, okay? I We actually have um, two different programs that my husband and I use uh, for our different, you know, our different brands and our different businesses. So for Scott in particular, he uses a program called Kartra, which Kartra is an all-in-one um, program. You know, you can do funnels, you can do uh, memberships, you can do courses, you can do all kinds of things. Well, the issue with Kartra, so obviously Scott uses Kartra, I use Kajabi, so the, the issue with Kartra and the reason why I don't recommend and I don't often talk too much about Kartra is the customer support is so frustrating. Um, you know, they make you submit like a help desk, which is like a 48-hour turnaround and the answers are very not I mean, in my experience, are, are not super helpful. And it's caused a lot of frustration. And they do have a Facebook group, um, but answering simple questions, I mean, I find that I can never answer the urgent, immediate questions that I have, um, you know, and it really, really frustrates me. So I, I found out that's definitely a trigger for me whenever I need some information and I just cannot get it. So Kartra, again, I don't recommend just because customer support is so rough. Now, Kajabi, on the other hand, you know, we have the version where we actually have access to the help chat, help desk. Um, I can connect with someone on the help chat and walk through and even shoot videos and go back and forth and discuss the questions that I have and what I need. And, you know, they're onboarding, um, 
training videos are so wonderful. So again, that's a huge thing to me. Um, you know, I'm so, so, so uh, reliant sometimes on customer support and I need someone to be able to answer questions quick, especially when it involves my business, you know, which is my lively, livelihood. And, you know, I want to make sure that our clients have the best experience possible. So how the customer support is, uh, is a big factor into my decision. And in fact, the particular program that I was mentioning, that's an all-in-one, um, the ratings and reviews on there were that the customer support was terrible. You know, they basically said, hey, sign up. And they're kind of hoping that you're just going to forget you signed up. Um, so it is definitely um, a deciding factor for me. That's a big one. Now, the next one is what is the cost? Okay. Does it make sense with your needs and your budget? I will tell you, I have I've researched different softwares and I've determined, oh my goodness, this is such a great fit. And then whenever it comes to actually pricing or cost, I totally turn around because it needs to make sense on the, um, you know, it really needs to make sense with your budget and with your business. And we really like to look for the lowest cost or, you know, affordable options for our clients because, you know, it takes a while in your business to scale and to get to that point, right? The phase one, two, three, you know, where you are rocking and rolling and your income is so steady to get to the point where maybe you are ready to ramp up to something a little more, you know, higher on the uh, <laughs> expenses, uh, you know, scale. So it is super important that you determine, you know, what the cost is. Does it make sense, right? You know, is it going to um, really make sense with the budget that you have for your business? Now, keep in mind, if there's an all-in-one program, for example, which means it does a lot of things, uh, meaning it's not just like one solving one problem, and I'll give you that example, right? Kajabi, for example, uh, is an all-in-one for us, right? We can uh, make forms, we can do uh, landing pages, we can do websites, membership sites, uh, courses, all kinds of things on it. Uh, and it really solves the need for multiple programs, right? You know, because I can build landing pages, because I can build funnels, because I can collect emails, um, it really solves the problem of having like four or five different tools. So for me, you know, the startup cost, I think, for Kajabi Monthly is around I think it's going to be about $149 a month, I believe, uh, if you pay for it monthly. But it's going to be affordable because think about it, if you had three to four or even five different programs all costing, you know, 30 to maybe $40 each, um, it might be more effective just to kind of have an all-in-one that really solves all those problems, um, you know, all within the platform. <laughs> Excuse me. So anyway, so again, those are my biggest, you know, <laughs> those are the biggest things that I walk through. Um, there are tons and tons of shiny objects and programs right now that are being thrown out there. Uh, so you're not alone, right, if you're feeling a little overwhelmed. And it can really be tough to make decisions, right, on which is best for you and your business. And I always do tell people, right, the rule of thumb is if you have something that works and it's doing the job you need, you can stick with it, right? Just because everyone is saying, oh my gosh, you need this new thing, doesn't mean you have to, okay? In fact, you know, last year I interviewed a whole, a ton of online business uh, managers, right? People have their hands in, you know, clients' uh, programs and softwares. And when I asked them their tech stacks and what programs they, they were using, 
No two of them said the same thing. They were all using different programs. So you're going to have a lot of people who are using different things that work for them. Just because it works for them does not mean you need to flip your business on its head and change everything that you're doing, okay? But if you are not currently happy with your software, you know, that you're using currently and, you know, your needs are not being met, do your research, right? Make a commitment to, you know, if you do decide to go and switch to a new software, make a commitment to going ahead and setting aside to learn, right, how to use it. Uh, commit to it for at least 90 days before bouncing, you know, from one thing to the next. So, and again, making sure to set aside, aside time to really learn that new platform is so important. Okay. So again, I created that checklist for you guys. I just thought it'd be super helpful because it just keeps coming up. We get a lot of questions, a lot of tech flying out there, <laughs> around out there. So if you guys want to download that checklist, again, you can go to the description uh, in this podcast or you can go to thetimetogrow.com. Uh, on our workshop pages at the bottom. I've got a little section for free resources. Uh, you can also go there and download the checklist. So have a wonderful day. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next time.